Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we're so excited to be back here with you guys. Thank you all so much again for your ratings and reviews on iTunes. Um, That is so awesome. We love reading them. I read every single one. And I love getting such good feedback because we're so excited to be able to to be helping heal you guys. Um, So thank you so much. And I want to get into today pretty quickly, but before we get into what we're talking about today, which is going, is such a hot topic. We, Taylor and I have gotten so much, so many, at least I know I have, I think you have too, Taylor, but gotten so many DMs about people struggling with gut health 
that also struggle with anxiety. I myself also struggle with IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. Um, and I do struggle with anxiety, as you know. So I'm so excited to dive into this topic too, because our expert Taylor here is going to help us. Um, but before we dive in, Taylor, tell me what's been going on with you because we've had some healers contact me to see if you're okay, if your family's okay. We know we had to miss last week because of some unforeseen circumstances. So what's going on? Right. Um, so if you are living in California, I just want to say my heart and my prayers go out to you as well. Um, my fiance's family, they live up in Napa and these fires are just, it's so sad and they've lost their home and all their friends have lost their home. So we were just kind of dealing with like the heartache of all that. It's just, I think it's so much to process. I don't know if it's fully even hit them, but yeah. So my my prayers go out to anyone listening. I know I had a few people message me when I posted about it that were like, I'm here in California too. And I'm like, oh, I just hate that. It's so scary to me and like literally boggles my mind how something that could spread like that so fast. So fast. Like I was telling Allison before the podcast, they had 10 minutes because uh, a telephone pole started it all or or something like that. One of the lines fell or got hit over by the wind and it's been such a drought there and then it just started spreading. And they were like, they got the alarm that said, like, you need to leave now. And they had 10 minutes to grab things. And Allison and I were like, what do you grab? Yeah. I Like, honestly, I mean, obviously, if you have a pet, I'm going to grab my pet. Of course. Of course. <laughs> like, living things you're going to take. I mean, I was thinking, like, my computer, like, everything on my computer, like, all work stuff. Um, I said pictures mostly because I'm – uh, an old fart, not like Taylor. And I still <laughs> have pictures that um, are not on a computer like that I used to, if anyone listening that's uh, over, I would say like 35, understands what a disposable camera was and you used to go to like CVS and get a camera and then you'd have to go take it to get it developed. And it was so exciting and you got your pictures back. Um, so I feel like I, I have so many photo albums. I'd like want to take those. I mean, I don't know. Um I think I would just freeze in that moment. Like I know, right? I I would freeze. But um, the good news is that they have a place to stay, and um, now they'll just start the process of figuring everything out with insurance. And I'm sure that'll take a while. So just be thinking about them. And I'm so sorry. I mean, honestly, like, sorry. I'm trying to move my microphone, you guys, so you can hear me better. I'm just gonna. Hopefully, you can. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm so sorry. I, I feel like that is also something that's just like, when do you ever think about like that's going to happen, you know? I mean, I know. So talk about anxiety. In my mind, I go over in my head every day of like all the stuff that's going to go bad today that could go bad. And, you know, I could, you know, I have to make sure I, I go down the stairs, you know, slowly sometimes. I'm like fear that I'm going to fall down a flight of stairs. I don't know, something. But like fires, you know, you don't- You know what? Know. You know what though? It- it brings me back to like the conversations. So I like to have conversations with my anxiety and like, it's like, there's so many things out there that we can't predict to happen. And sometimes we worry so much about these like core things. Like we have, I know each of us that have anxiety have a list of things that we fear every day. Right. It's like, for me, it's, uh, mine was always a heart attack, blood clots, a stroke. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. The health, the health and it's stuff. like, yeah. And it's like, 
look at what could just happen. So it's like we could spend so much time worrying about X, Y, Z and like A could happen. So we have to – like I always have to talk to my anxiety like that. So it's like we can't just live in the worry. We have to like focus on, um, you know, just taking it day by day. And like right now, look, you and I, we're okay. The present moment. The present moment. Yeah. That's that's kind of – when I work with my clients in my private practice, very much about um, practicing – all techniques that help ground you and keep yeah. you and, and instill your mind and really quiet those thoughts, but also help create um, this sense of like staying in reality in that moment. Because a lot of times when we have anxiety or panic, we feel like disassociated and right, like we're not in our own body, you know, that like something is going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, exactly. I think it's 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 so so good to try and just quiet your brain and try and practice all of those mindfulness techniques. That's really going to keep you in the present moment. Yeah. So everyone right now listening, and Ali and I, right now we are all okay. We are all listening to this podcast, talking on this podcast, and we can all remind ourselves right now we are okay. So now, like Ali said, hot topic: gut health. Yes. Oh my okay. gosh, guys. As a register, so if you don't know, I'm a registered dietitian and I have geared my practice towards well, once I went through anxiety and mental health, I really transformed it to um, integrative, uh, healing the body from the inside out, and just really focusing on our gut brain access. And don't log off when I say gut brain access, because I know Allie and I were talking about before this, like sometimes you hear people talk about gut health and you're just like, what are they saying? Like, this is so complicated. I don't even understand. So then you get frustrated and you just give up. And the next thing you know, you eat a cheeseburger on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> well, and can I just tell you that I'm so excited for this because like I said, I, I, I struggle with IBS, but um, also talking about the kind of, you know, mindfulness techniques I become very anxious too with my IBS. And so a lot of times my brain goes crazy once I feel this certain thing happen in my stomach. I know that like I'm getting a flare up or I also have acid reflux. So, you know, I just know the types of physical symptoms I have when things are starting, which creates just this in my mind. Oh my gosh, here it goes. I'm not going to be able to like do anything for a week. You know, I'm you know, so TMI, but I'm so gassy. Like I'm just all these anxious, you know, thoughts that come to my mind when I start physically feeling like that and that, and, and my stomach hurts that being able to say to myself, like in this moment, I'm safe is so helpful for me because I've been through a lot of episodes like that before and I felt better eventually. So like this past two weeks, like I was telling you before we started, I've had the worst acid reflux and had really bad like IBS episode. And I was so proud of myself because I just let myself sort of move through it. What I have to do in those moments, I really have to just rest. I don't really eat like I normally eat. I have to eat special foods. Um, I just really try and get a lot of sleep and I do my work as best I can. But then, you know, I woke up, you know, after th this weekend and felt totally normal again. And I want to get back on like track with my eating and stuff. But that moment, those moments, I literally just kept having to say to myself, I'm safe right now. I'm breathing. I'm in a little bit of pain. My stomach hurts, but that's okay. And so 
repeating that, like when you were saying that before, it really kept me from going into this spiral of feeling like I was dying or I'm just like in this depression that it's never going to go away. So, and I know, so when you say gut brain access, it's like, it's so connected and doesn't like 90% of our serotonin or something live in our gut. Yeah. So I, I have a few facts for you guys that you probably have heard before listening to this podcast. So if you didn't know your gut is basically like your second brain, it has a mind of its own. It literally does not need the brain to function and do all of its stuff. So most of our organs, our brain has to signal like to do X, Y, Z, but our gut, it doesn't need the brain to tell it what to do. So it literally is like you have two brains. And so crazy. um, Yeah. So like the gut doesn't need the brain to say, start digesting. It just starts digesting on its own. That's just how it is. And um, another one is there's more, (laughs) this one's crazy. When I think about this stuff, um, I was actually dealing with a lot of my health anxiety in uh, my undergrad. And like the classes I was taking was just like so detailed about the human body that it was just horrible for me because I was like, how does our body function on its own? I need to control it because there's a hundred million uh, brain cells in your gut, like brain cells. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it, yeah. So it straight up is its own brain. We have like two brains. Crazy. Um, so like you said, actually more than 95% of our serotonin lives in our gut, which is just like, why do docs like, oh my gosh, I could get really passionate. Can I just tell her though, for anyone that's, that's like what's serotonin, it's basically the happy chemicals in your brain. That's kind of how I describe it to people. The serotonin Ser- are the chemical. Go ahead. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter. So we have like dopamine and serotonin. And okay, serotonin is what tells our body like we are okay. Everything's great. We're going smooth. We got this. And so, yeah, 95% of that stuff, that stuff, yeah, <laughs> lives in our gut. Like I said, I'm, we're going to, we're going to not dumb this down, but Allie and I both said we both like, when things are simple. I don't like being told things super complicated. So we're going to do that for you guys. So um, yeah, two brains you basically have. And you know, you hear all the time, does food really affect our mood? You know, you hear that. You're like, you hear food affects your mood, like eat good, feel good. Guys, I'm here to tell you it's 100% facts. And until you can like, you have to go all in. You can't go halfway in. You have to go all in if you're really wanting to improve your gut and work on healing your individual gut. And I'm going to get into that too because gut health is so individualized. What what could be imbalanced in my gut might not be imbalanced in Allie's gut. And that's huge because there's so many people who – and I see ads all the time. I don't know if you get ads of like this supplement, uh, heal, it does this, 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 this. And you're like, but I might not need that. I might not – so there's like a certain there's certain right. strains of uh, bacteria. We have a ton of strains of bacteria. And um, can I just can I have you elaborate a little bit on the bacteria thing? Because from what I've learned, we actually have good bacteria and bad bacteria. I think a lot of people hear the word bacteria and they think it's automatically bad, but isn't that oh. not true? So remember all you guys growing up. Have, were you ever told this when you would get on the antibiotic? Your mom or like your doctor would be like, eat your yogurt so you can replenish oh, yeah. your good bacteria. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's it's actually kind of funny to think back about because I remember being like, I'm not eating my yogurt and I wouldn't. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah. So we have good bacteria that we need. So the good bacteria is what keeps the bad bacteria at bay. So it can kill off the bad bacteria. But what you want is a balance of all the good bacteria. So a lot of us, if we've taken antibiotics or even stress can affect our good bacteria. And especially now with the Western diet, oh my gosh, guys, we are in a time and need of reverting back to the old days. Like we really are. And I'll get into all of that. By the way, I can get extremely passionate about this because it is what I do. And so um, I had to like write down notes to keep us on track so we're not here for five hours. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. I feel like I could talk about it for five hours. No, I want to hop into your... IBS, huge guys, hugely common with anxiety and mental health. And actually, sometimes it's like, did the chicken come before the egg? Honestly, that actually is like the most frustrating part for me. Like sometimes I don't know if my flare-ups happen because I'm anxious or if I get more anxious because they're happening. Like I just- Correct. And and it's really frustrating when when you go to the doctor for that and they say, oh, it's just your anxiety or your stress. Right. Because that isn't always true. Some of us are just our gut balance. um, And there's a lot of things that can go into like an imbalanced gut more than just taking antibiotics your whole life. Like if you took a few doses throughout your life, um, C-sections, if you were born by C-section. Yeah. Um, So yeah, there's just a bunch of things. So don't always just be like, if you do struggle with like IBS, and by the way, IBS can be either IBS-C or IBS-D or a combo. So you could have um, diarrhea. We're going to get super TMI here. You can have really bad episodes of diarrhea. You could have really bad episodes of constipation. I actually know a girl who had to be prescribed a laxative because her IBS-C, like she wouldn't go for multiple weeks without. Oh, yeah. I, I have a friend like that too. And she has yeah. severe, severe social anxiety. I one friend who has yes. IBSC. I have IBSD. So, okay, that and so and sometimes it's like which one is worse? Honestly, I think thank God I can get it out, even yeah. though it feels just as bad. You know, I'm like I yeah. feel thankful that at least it's coming out. Yeah. So basically, okay, we're gonna hop into this. So you have your gut brain axis, like I said, and I want it, I want y'all to think of that as like a highway. Your gut and your brain, there's like a highway in between there. And this is connected by your vagus nerve. So you have a nerve that runs from your gut to your brain. Now, before you log off, like, let's not get (laughs) super scientific about this. But um, so your vagus nerve that connects from your gut to your brain is made up of these, like, I don't know how to, it's like your, it's connected to your brain. Like a neurotransmitter kind of thing? No, it's like... It's hard to explain, but it's like it's connected to the digestive organs where they're like embedded into the lining of our digestive organs. We have these like – yeah. And this is called the epithelium. You don't need to know all that. It's completely irrelevant. It's just, you know, they put names on everything. But I will say I think it's important and we might not go into this as much today, but I would encourage you highly to just kind of read up on the vagus nerve. Oh, yeah. Because no, that, we'll, we'll get into the vagus nerve. Okay. It's just like the okay. epithelium and all that. No, you don't I know. Need to know all that. Right, right. Because the vagus nerve actually, I've only recently started seeing more about it, even in my studies and with really? psychology and stuff. Yeah. So, so I want you all to know this. This is where we need to ag- advocate for ourselves because a lot of these studies, guys, have been around for so long, but we're just now right. saying, oh, maybe this is important. Maybe we, right. 
And it's it's sad because, you know, sometimes, guys, the prescription for this is diet. And that doesn't make a lot of practices and doctors happy. And I just want you also to know that doctors only get one one course of nutrition. One in their whole medical career. What? No. They get they get yes, intro to nutrition. That's they insane. get one course. You should never, never go to your doctor for anything with nutrition and like that. No. So anyways, this highway we were talking about, which is your vagus nerve that connects it from the brain to the gut. So say you were going like to the, your home to the mall, your gut to your brain, you take the vagus nerve home. Um, they commute. So this allows your brain and your gut to communicate. But like I said, your gut doesn't need your brain to communicate, but there are some things that they do communicate on and they relay information to each other. So this is where things could get um, where your stress can affect your gut. So anyways, the vagus nerve participates in motility. So this is the muscle movement that pushes the food through your GI tract. And we have secretions of digestive substances. You might have heard of digestive enzymes before. People are like, take digestive enzymes. I I personally think everyone should. Are those Invest the same thing good- as are those the same thing as probiotics? No. Okay. Not at all. What? So your digestive enzymes are like sometimes when you have actually a lot of times I see with my clients that are uh highly anxious and stressed, we don't have enough. So our, our gut and our brain are almost like too busy and they're so busy being in fight or flight mode that they don't secrete those enzymes. It's not that something's wrong with us, but our body is like, literally we are protecting ourselves from danger, right? So when we actually are in that fight or flight, all of our blood actually, so why sometimes we feel dizzy and like off balance is because our blood goes to our external, our like legs and uh, arms because it's in ready to run mode. So it leaves our digestive system. It says that isn't important right now. Right. Right. Which is like, we, we, we could get into like, so I know Allie, it's, it's crazy. It's, um, our, our digestive system is last place because in that moment, digesting food isn't as important as running away from the bear that is chasing us. Right. No, totally. I get that. So, so is that what the enzymes then help with? Like regulating it? No, it can aid in digestion. Oh, oh, okay. So there, there's a lot of tests that I personally do with clients that I see, but you can find someone near you or there's some tests I can do virtually um, that we can get sent off. But I do a lot of the Genova diagnostic testing, which if you want to get super into like, and I do highly recommend uh, everyone getting testing if they have any type of GI because it's so individualized. And if you really want to help yourself, you got to be individualized with it. Um, there's like the Nutra eval, there's, uh, the GI stool test, and it just shows so much. So like, um, most of people with anxiety that I see though, their digestive enzymes are low. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so basically this also is what tells us if we're hungry or full, it can also tell your brain to release anti-inflammatory substances whenever there is digestive inflammation the vagus nerve, that connection. But like I said, whenever we are anxious or stressed, that's last place. Right, right. Those functions are like not important. So stress, 
stress shuts down the vagus nerve and prevents it from performing these important jobs. So when the vagus nerve is unresponsive due to stress, it can't release those anti-inflammatory molecules that ease the inflammation, aka IBS. So stress itself can lead to changes in both the number, like the abundance and the diversity of bacteria in our gut. So this itself can knock on effects for mood. It can uh, turn it on and off via the gut brain connection system, which you've probably heard, maybe heard of the HPA axis. No. So this is your hypothalamic pituitary adrenals. So you may have heard of adrenals. Yes. I've heard of that, but I don't know like what that the the axis contains the adrenal glands, oh, okay. the vagus nerve, and then brain limbs, which doesn't matter, like the amygdala and stuff. Right, right. So um, amygdala is important in psychology. Yes, that part controls like the final light. Yeah. Yes. So it's just. So what does this all mean? <laughs> like. I'm even right now feel like my brain is spinning because of all of these like terms and I've heard them before. Vegas yeah. nerve, like okay. So can I have ask you questions? I guess just from yes, my yes, perspective please, because please. if I I struggle with IBS, what? Well, first of all, the the thing between like enzymes and probiotics, like what yes. then probiotics? Like why are they important then? Because probiotics help balance the bacteria in your gut. Okay. So how, I guess when you're talking about food, right? Cause I also have heard like food is medicine, right? Food is medicine, food creates me, whatever. How do you figure out, how do you figure out like your bacteria and like your diet and what is actually good to eat? What isn't good? I mean, yeah. like it's, I still don't know. I have another appointment with a whole new holistic doctor in two weeks, which I'm really excited about because he takes my insurance, but he's an integrative doctor. But like another one, I've seen a nutrition, I've I've seen, I've had two colonoscopies, two endoscopies. I'm only 40. Like you're not even supposed to get them till you're 50. I don't even recommend Um, those. I literally, I've, and nothing has come from them. I've, I don't think, I mean, thank goodness I don't have any cancers or like whatever. I thought maybe I had an ulcer at some point. I don't know, but nothing like that. So literally I'm still having these episodes. No idea. Like, I mean, every time we talk, I always want to know like what testing have you had done? So that's the thing about this doctor that I'm really excited about because he's actually going to do all the testing. So so I have not – I've only had one blood test done from my no. other doctor and that's it. But he's – it looks like he's going to do a lot of them. That is literally where – Like what – what That help. is where you will find your healing. So let me tell you, there are so many tests. There – like I said, I do a ton with Genova. So I actually have a few of mine in front of me. So there's an I, IgG food antibody. So this might be late reactions to foods that you – don't immediately eat and feel allergic to, like you don't have a physical allergic reaction, but internally have allergic reactions. So actually I got this done on myself and there was so many things that I'm like, what? Like I had a high one to cranberry and yeast and just random things. So here's the thing you're eating cram. I I used to love cranberry sauce yeast. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeast in yeast is in everything. Gosh, I know. Seriously. So when we're consuming those things, we might not have an immediate physical response to it. So I'm not going to break out in hives, right? But something internally can 
um, trigger inflammation. So that inflammation can trigger your IBS. So well, that's you- what I said. So Oh, sorry. You can go. Yeah, it was just, and you don't really even digest food for like hours anyway, right? So it Correct. wouldn't happen yeah. right away. Well, no. And some foods cause a delayed response because oh. of the IgG antibodies. My gosh. Okay. So here's the thing. But but once you go and get these tests, like with someone like me or an integrative doctor, um, they help explain it. Like when you get your right, results. Right, right. Okay. So like yeah. when I when I look at mine versus looking at when you get it done, we'll probably have different ones because our body is different. Mm-hmm. So that's the first test. I love that one. I think that one is so important. And how I uh, work with my clients is so there's three levels. There's green, yellow, and red. And anything that's red, we are cutting out ASAP. We are not to consume anything red. So we'll do that first. And then I evaluate how they feel. For how long? We'll do that for about, I like to do about four weeks, but it's, but it's, it's things that you, why would you want to eat them if it's causing such a reaction? You know what I mean? Like I didn't miss it because Um, I was like, let me tell you, okay, I'm (laughs) Italian. Anyone listening that comes from an Italian family, this is like part of my problem because I have had doctors actually give me certain diets and no, Allie, can I ask which ones? I don't even – I was basically for, I don't know, like three to four weeks supposed to cut out like almost everything. I, I'm just no, – I hate that. Do you know I hate that so much? Because I think that's when people throw their hands in the air and say, this is too much. It was the worst thing ever. I tried to do yes. it for a week and then I was like, I'm sorry. I am actually depressed because I'm not enjoying my life. And like is I'm sorry, fod- food – well, FODMAP actually I have been doing and FODMAP's not FODMAP is not that limiting. You can have a lot of stuff. On let FODMAP. me tell you. Let me tell you. This test though, you will I highly doubt you're allergic okay. to a lot of the things that they want you to cut out. Obviously, it's not FODMAP wasn't working. FODMAP is a type of diet. You can look it up. It's F O D M A P. It stands for something um big in Australia. But I, this, it's this certain diet that says that there's a lot of these type of the way food has these ingredients that create inflammation. But anyway, I've been doing that and obviously that hasn't been working, but I thought it was because I was feeling amazing for like two months, three months. It was like the longest I've been so far without having like an episode. And then I just had another one. So, you know, obviously I'm not. I wasn't eating the best. I was continuing to, you know, I like wine. Sorry. I like the occasional cocktail, you know? I mean, if I read one more thing about how horrible alcohol is for my stomach, I get it. But it's like my lifestyle. I don't know. That's what is the most mind F for me is like my lifestyle. Like I, well, that's part of my, you know. Hang on. You, you are Allie. You are not Taylor. So your testing might show that you can handle wine. Do you understand what I mean? Like, like there are so many people who, and sometimes once you balance things out, the wine might not affect you. Well, that's like what sometimes the- if you focus so much on all the other stuff, you can add in things in moderation well, that are all- considered triggers. Yes. That's also, yeah. that was, that's what it was actually. She put me on the elimination diet. That's what it was. And I know I wasn't, and I know, and FODMAP also is not something you're supposed to be on forever. It's supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to integrate food back. And so I like that because I can't imagine doing either of those forever. I just like my mind. So here's the thing. Um, 
as someone with a past restrictive, uh, any type of eating types of disorders, I am so gentle. And I think a lot of people with anxiety can relate to that, some type of disordered eating of some sort. I am so gentle about how we do things because even if you've never had an eating disorder, I have seen so many people get pushed into one with these diets because they're like, I can't eat anything. And so then they don't eat. Yes. Oh my God, that was me. And then, yeah, honestly, and then I get actually like, especially with my acid reflux, I actually get terrified to eat anything. Yes. Yes. And you should not live like that. That makes because me so Because I'm sad. so scared that I'm going to start like burping and just like having this pain in my throat. Like, and so for when I have like certain acid reflux episodes for at least three days after, I like won't eat solid food. I'll only eat soups. I'll have like, you know, maybe some mashed potatoes or something, but I will be very easy like on, and I won't be a lot either. Wow. It's like, and that messes, you know, it's part of my fear of just like having that and feeling. Your, fear, I don't your fears it. are valid. And I'm sure many people listening to this can relate so much to that. Cause I remember, so I have a funny story when I first started, uh, my journey with like, when I, when I had anxiety, I remember through my education, I was kind of more knowledgeable to like first go to the doctor and be like, I want to know what's up. I want to know why I'm having anxiety. Like I want to get to the root cause. And so I got like tons and tons of testing done. So what's crazy is I actually came back. So my whole life, I never craved protein. Like I wasn't vegan. I never classified myself as vegan, but I just didn't. I I don't crave meat. Like it's really hard. And like, I know there's other sources of protein, like beans, never ate those. I never ate anything with protein. I just didn't. No, I just didn't crave it. It's weird. I love eggs. And I never thought anything of it. So um, I actually got my testing done. And when I got it back, I was so deficient in every single amino acid. Gosh, I'm sure. so you want to know what um, what one amino acid is? Oh, yes. Yes. Tryptophan. And do you know what tryptophan is? No idea. It's a precursor. So a precursor is like you need this to create this. Yeah. So it's a precursor of serotonin. And I was oh, extremely shit. deficient. No way. Wait, what's it called again? Tryptophan? So tryptophan. It's a precursor of serotonin. So uh, tryptophan is actually in a ton. It's in, tur- it's highly in Turkey. So you know how people say you get like sleepy after you eat Turkey. I mean, that's honestly, on Thanksgiving. yeah, Thanksgiving. yeah. I think we get sleepy on Thanksgiving because we eat so much, right? But, right. <laughs> um, yeah, trypt- the, uh, tryptophan is high in Turkey. So I do honestly recommend everyone to eat foods high in tryptophan. We can never, what are really some other foods? overdose on it? Um, I, I just mainly know turkey. Turkey? Okay. Well, I'll have to Google that later. Yeah. No, Dude, I'm sure. I'm high in tryptophan. Yeah, right? Um, and so that that was a thing that I had that you might not have. But that was a – like I remember sitting there with my results and being like, what if this was a huge part of my panic disorder? I remember th- thinking that. Like if, I'm, if I don't have tryptophan, I can't create serotonin. Right. Yeah. So it's like that was huge. Um, another thing, I was extremely deficient in B12. So am I. Yeah. That's one thing the blood blood test I got was B12. I take it every day now. And also D. Yeah. I was deficient D- in D2. D3? D- Maybe it's D3. It's yeah. not D12. Yeah, D3. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. It's a two that I take every day now. That is one thing I learned. Oh, hang from. on, hang on. I don't recommend you at home take honestly anything without getting testing. Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. If any of you follow me on my Instagram or I mean, I have disclaimers everywhere. Never yes. ever buy any supplements or try yes. any type of like new medicines or anything without yes. consulting a doctor or and I'll say an integrative doctor. Um, or, you know, if it's if it's you know, for um psychological medicine, I highly suggest a psychiatrist, but most people go to the primary doctor, but always consult with a professional before taking any supplements or getting testing done 1000%. Yes. yes. You don't, again, um, like Taylor said, the chemistry in our bodies are all different. So one, one supplement that may be great for me might not be great for you. So you just have to remember that. I, I really hate to like harp on doctors, but honestly, even doctors. So here's the thing. When I was going through all this, um, I actually went to my doctor because I was having so many GI symptoms from my anxiety. Like I would have excessive burping, my stomach. I could literally make it look like it was nine months pregnant. Oh like God, I was ready to have a child. Yes. But no, it was disgusting. Like I literally looked like I was popping out a child the next day. And um, I would say I had a combo of diarrhea and constipation. Mine, I don't know about you guys. So this is actually interesting. My stress gets super high before I travel. And so the vagus nerve is almost like it's, it's diverting all of its functions to like panic, you know, like fight or flight mode. And so I get so constipated. Like I like can't go when I travel. Oh my God. I'm like the total opposite. Really? It's like, well, here's the thing. I I don't know if I talked about this on an episode yet or not, but when I went to in June, we, me, my sister's family and I decided to take a road trip to Florida for the week just because of Corona. And we were just like, let's rent a house. I mean, we weren't really going to go. Yeah. We weren't really going to go anywhere, but the house that had a pool and we were just like, let's just go somewhere. So the road trip, which <laughs> was about 15 hours or something, the morning that we left was going to be 10 hours. We were going to drive. I'd never driven a stretch that long ever. I've taken road trips and I love them, but I always make sure it's like five hours max. Like for some reason in my mind, that's the happy spot. Like five hours I can do. It's fine. I agree. I agree. 10 hours in the car. No, no. Oh my God. You would have thought, I mean, I literally was so nauseous. I had my like, um, my nausea wristband with me. I had like my ginger ale with me. I had some like saltines. I was so sick. I didn't sleep at all the night before. My sister, thank goodness, like drove most of the way. And then finally, when we got to the house, like the first house that night when we were staying over, I totally was like so calm. My stomach was Mm -hmm. better. I like had a glass of wine. I was able to eat a little bit, but like there was nothing else different that I had to eat or whatever that I hadn't before the night before. And I knew it was because I was so in my head and scared yeah. about this travel and not being able to have a bathroom. Right. You know, I, I, I know you had told me before, like sometimes when you're in the car, don't you like look to see what bathrooms or stops are on the way on the highway? No hospitals. Oh, <laughs> hospitals. Okay. Someone had told DM me before saying they prepare themselves by looking at the rest stops to see which ones, how far they are away. Yeah. I believe um, that. But you hospitals. Okay. So yeah, it's travel. I, I made it and it was fine. And it's always like going there because coming home was so great because I think I knew I was coming home. 
So even driving far? I think there's like underlining stress because you don't know what to expect. You're going to a new place. And so all that stuff is happening. And like, like I said, stress literally diverts our vagus nerve from its normal functions. It starts to say, hey, we got to worry about all this other stuff. And our vagus nerve doesn't know a worry about Allie going to a new place versus Allie dying. 100%. Our body doesn't know exactly what our fear is. It just knows that we are fearing something dangerous or that is pre- that is that we think is dangerous. So, exactly. I mean, that's essentially what anxiety is. It's, you know, thinking that you're in this place of danger when in reality you're Right. Really so not. our insides definitely don't know the difference either, which, which stinks because stress of one thing is different than stress of no- another thing on the outside, but on the inside, our body was reacting as if it's horrible. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if any of you guys want to listen more about our um, travel anxiety stories, episode eight talks all about it. So go back and listen to that. Oh yeah. Um, that was a good <laughs> one. All about <laughs> our travel anxiety stories. Anyway. I just realized um, okay. that I have literally so much, uh, so many keynotes written down. This could take like four hours. So we might have to do another yeah. episode at some point. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> let us know if you like this. We'll do another episode, part two, maybe. Yeah. We'll and also like, this is, this is what I do for my work. So I, I work with clients every day. I do testing for them. We go over their testing and then I make a, a meal plan for them based off of their results. Um, and then we go through that and it, it takes a couple weeks. And that's another thing when you are, when you finally get your diagnosis of like what is imbalanced in you and what all you need, you have to give it four weeks at least. I think, I think four weeks. Some people say two, I think four weeks because it takes a while for the body to adjust, especially our, our body will change. So the good thing is, is our gut, we can change it. It's not permanent. That's what gives me like hope. Yes. Like when you say that and I actually read more and more because literally I just had to research on my own because no one was telling me anything, um, that this is, that it can be temporary and that you can really heal your gut. I mean, that does give me such hope. Yes. And, and honestly, there is no, there's no medical treatment plan for IBS in any medical book. It is so individualized. And that's why the testing I think will be so, so amazing for you. Like I truly think it'll be life-changing and I've seen it firsthand. I'm so Um, excited. I am so excited. I mean, this is a guy that's had a waiting list and the woman called me back and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Cause here's the other thing. Do you take a probiotic? So I do, or I used to. Until, until I read that sometimes having too much, like good bacteria, is also bad. And I'm so, so proud of you. So what I was taking was something called Ultimate Flora for my GI. That's just the one I've always taken. I don't know, um, but yes, I read that having too much black t- good bacteria is bad too. So I tried to be like, okay, maybe I'll stop and see what happens. And so now I take it maybe every once in a while and. I don't know if it's where I don't know what's going well, on. So here's the thing. I don't know about too much good bacteria if that's truly possible <laughs> for us, but but there is such things as dysbiosis and SIBO. And well, actually SIBO. probiotics can make all of that worse. I actually had dysbiosis. Okay. So explain both of those because SIBO is something that I just heard of too. 
So SIBO is small intestinal overgrowth. Uh, sorry, small intestinal, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. All okay. these acronyms. And so basically it's like uh, you have an overgrowth of bacteria and then the bacteria starts secreting out of the intestine. And dysbiosis means that the gut microbiome may not be able to control the growth and activities of bacteria. And when these microbes are too abundant, so like the bad bacteria, there's too much, it can cause inflammation and inflammation actually affects our central nervous system, which we know is correlated with depression and anxiety. So dysbiosis is actually, guys, I think in the next 10 years, and I'm going to I'm gonna put this in the podcast so we can like go back to it and be like, Taylor was right. <laughs> I think in the next 10 years, there's going to be, so dysbiosis is also, a lot of people will call it leaky gut. Yes, and I would say, I would say majority of America has leaky gut. They are, they are coming to find out that I think about 90 something percent of America has leaky gut. We guys, what we eat now and just how food is processed, it is made to like get as much quantity out as possible because it's, I'm not going to get like into politics or anything, but like we are having a hard time feeding all of America. Yes. It is. We are going to get to a point in, I would say in 20 years or so where we're going to have to figure something out because we are having to mass produce food. And that's why it's so good to stick with whole foods. And I know you might look at whole foods. And when I say whole foods, I don't mean whole foods. Don't you hate that? You don't mean the store. No, I don't mean the store. Yeah. But like when- You mean like when we, from a farm. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. You're a local farmers, guys. The yes. farmer market- You need to it support is- farmers and the farming community because honestly, yes. that is those are the foods that you want to have. Like you, you want to, if you have the opportunity, any of you listening that have an outdoor space and you can make your own garden, yes, do that. Eating from your own garden. You might even go to the store and get produce and it does not have the same nutritional value that it used to have. It's just the cold, hard truth. We, our soil, it is just not what it used to be. And it's hard, but here's the thing. I'm not going to get too into that because I truly think whole foods over anything, like don't worry about the whole foods right now. I would worry about just getting into whole foods first. And you want a variety of color in your diet. No matter who you are, you want a variety of color. Here's the thing and why why testing is so important. Some people, when they eat crucifixious vegetables, which could be cauliflower and just uh, cabbage, it can be really hard on their gut. Oh, yeah. I've heard cauliflower yeah. a lot is for yes. inflammation is not that great. But yeah. again, it varies for everybody, but I actually stay away from it. I don't know. Yes, yes. Um, and some nightshade colors can be hard on people. Um, the thing is, though, we have to get away from the Western diet. And I struggle with it, too. And eating whole foods doesn't mean nasty. It doesn't mean that. There are so many ways that you can cook a whole food that is just so delicious. And I've I struggled with that. I remember being like, I don't want to do that. Like, I love like... I'm trying to think. I love chips. I love packaged chips. Oh my gosh. Like it is my kryptonite. But when I truly break down the ingredients of a chip, it's disturbing. It's sad because I love them. But we don't need that type of. You can still get chips though that taste good that don't have all those ingredients, right? Yes. And you can make your own chips. I love my air fryer. But. Oh my gosh. I I need to get one. I'm getting one. You need to get one. No, you need to get one. So. 
it's kind of hard because a lot of what we've we've been talking about is it's just so individualized. And I don't want anyone leaving here taking anything from my journey or Allie's journey and thinking that like, oh, I need to do this because right, – right. And I truly feel like investment in your health is so – it should be your number one priority. Testing is not cheap. No. Right. That's – yep. That's so that's a lovely thing about. But I will say we are in the U.S., Anyone listening that's not in the U.S., you might actually have more access to these things because that is true. Because <laughs> other countries' healthcare some is amazing. Uh, other places, a lot of a lot of them, um, but in the U.S., this stuff isn't really covered a lot by our insurance. So um, here's the sad truth: I went to my doctor. I told her about my gut health, and I love my doctor. She's so sweet. She's the sweetest person, right? Um, and I told her about my issues and she was like, I think you have gastritis. She prescribed me a protonics guys. And what is that? I didn't need, it's a P so it just helps like with the secretion. It's a pill. Yeah. But it can help with like, it's kind of very detailed to explain, but basically I just just wanted to know if it was like, it's just like an oral pill. Oh yeah. It's not over the counter. So it's, it was a prescription, prescription, but Long-term use of that can lead to liver damage. And come to find out, I didn't even need it. I didn't have gastritis. And you know what? She gave me that gastritis label without even testing anything. Because she and I'm lucky something I'm, and she's just I'm treating lucky. a symptom. She's not treating the yes. underlying problem. I'm so lucky. But you know what? It's not her fault. You know why? Because she was never... She was never educated to, or even she, she doesn't even have the ability at their office to do the testing we need. Right. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. They don't, yeah. They don't have this type of education for them when they go to medical school. Yeah. Honestly, they don't even know. Um, so, okay. So this testing, and I, I will say if there's anything that you guys take from this also, it's like any of these kind of like buzz words that you're hearing where you're just like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like SIBO or leaky gut, honestly, type just do research on those. Now, don't don't like Google and think that you have everything. Like don't go to Dr. Google and think, oh, yeah, I have this. But at least you have these things. Maybe write them down. And it's, I mean, maybe you can look them up a little bit online. But I would say take these down and actually say them to your doctor. Like when you're yes. talking to your doctor, yes. take all of these buzzwords down and be like, well, I, I just listened to a podcast and I heard about SIBO. What is that? How would I be able to get value, uh, tested for that? Um, de- what is it? The, the D1? Dysbiosis. And Dysbiosis. If your doctor, And if your doctor looks at you and says like, it kind of like brushes it off. You leave. Yes. You find another doctor. Yes. Honestly. I honestly like doctors that are also integrative. So there's well, so many doctors yeah. that are MDs, but also like they left the MD world. So like I was a clinical dietitian and I couldn't, I hated my job. I hated looking at these sick patients in the hospital in acute care and just giving them diet education to lower their salt and them or like their heart disease, and they would just look at me and they could care less. I have a passion for people who want change. And that's the first thing that you're going to have to do, or you have to want change before getting all this testing done. Like, I think this is like, you are in it to win it. Like you, when you go get this done, it's an investment and it's really sick because there's so many things that are covered by insurance. And it's so nasty to me. Yes, nasty. <laughs> that preventative care is not covered. It's yeah. disgusting. I know. 
I could get really like there's yeah, been times oh, that wow. I've tried to like think about like how can I help change the world? Like that would be a dream of mine is to somehow find an advocacy group going to fight and uh, get preventative care covered because I think it is key to keeping us out of the hospital in the end. Such a systemic thing in the U.S. that I can't even begin to talk about because yeah, mental so health and yeah, our healthcare cover. Uh, I can't. And guys, I am literally, I'm literally companies like yes. I can't with all this. Insurance I am companies in, they basically run our country. Oh, I'm in a field where it's literally the two things that no one that everyone like doesn't want: mental health and. uh preventative care. It's like right, double right. whammy. <laughs> yep. But but okay. So so can you also I have one other question. So if anyone's still curious about SIBO because I actually did a lot of research on SIBO myself and um went about it myself because I actually didn't have a doctor at the time that I really trusted. So I was able to order like a SIBO test for myself. I haven't taken it yet. <laughs> I would take a SIBO test that's in office. Yeah. It's it's like something called a breath test or something. It doesn't look yeah. it doesn't look like anything. You basically So you breathe. drink glucose. Yeah. A, a supplement or like a little liquid and then you blow into um like a little baggy like a thing is it? It was like yeah. yeah, it's like a straw and then yeah. they actually take they can test your breath or something. I thought that was yeah, so it's, cool. I no, was it's like, amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. But honestly, I would get that done in office. That's one. So here's the thing. There's some tests that like all of Genova's testing um, that can be done virtually or with someone you find online. Tests like uh, blood tests and um, breath tests, I would recommend those in office. Okay. Just because, you know. I agree. I agree. That's why I haven't taken it because I was like, even when I send it, because I'm supposed to take it and then send it back out to the lab, they're going to send something back. I don't even understand. I'm not even going to understand probably. Oh, that's the other thing. There's a lot of testing that you can get that like you get the results, but like you don't know them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, um, so, okay. So with food, like back to, back to the food part. Yeah. So what would you say to someone, again, obviously I want everyone to be kind of working with like a nutritionist or an integrative doctor. Um, what would be maybe a first step as far as like diet goes? Like if if this, someone wanted to, I don't know, repair their gut or like, is it yeah. so individualized that you can't, can't you know, give us an like a just general answer or – here, I'll say this. My first if it, my first want for people is if they can do the testing and make it super individualized. If you can't, just start with um, kind of what's been thrown out there for so long, what we've been told is good for our gut, um, you know, replenishing our body with prebiotics and probiotics and just eating a well-balanced diet, looking at things. And you know what I recommend all you guys do is go into your pantry or your fridge tonight and look at your packages and read the labels and then research each ingredient. And I want you to see how many ingredients are gut disruptive. Okay. And, and actually cause inflammation. So like, oh my gosh, sugar alcohols. When I was a kid, I was, I used to drink a I played basketball and they would buy us like, uh, what was it? The G2, which was like half sugar, half sugar alcohol. It was like the diet Gatorade. And 
I I remember like five times laying on the floor holding my belly and like oh no one knew God. what was like my parents didn't know what was wrong but it, I I'm super intolerant to sugar alcohols they make me literally pregnant after drinking them so like anything that's like sugar free and I know that's another thing diet culture they push all these like sugar free products like low fat you know how many chemicals are in all that stuff that's like where they can make it sugar free or no calorie it's scary you know those like those like uh what like uh I thought that, that was good if it was sugar free like I thought no, it was not a lot of not at all. no like if something is like diet or sugar free okay no. that's bad it has aspartame it has sucralose high fructose corn syrup Yes, that that's in. Yes, that's actually in a ton of potato chips, guys. I know. All I know is all I know is high fructose corn syrup is like horrific, like the worst. <laughs> like if you see that on ingredients, do not um, have it. I, it that's is all so I know. Gut inflaming. It's in like every processed food too, yes. isn't it? Yes. Any Everything. any type of hydrogenated oil, like any type of like a oh my gosh, canola oil is so bad for yeah. us. Like. Especially when it's heated to certain degrees, it becomes toxic to the body. Like there's just so many things that we have come to love. And honestly, they make food nowadays to be addictive to our brain, right? which is sad. It, and I'm going to tell you all something. It's hard. And it, it, it's hard cutting out things because you're you. it's something like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it's like an enjoyment to eat certain things for me. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Like going back to my Italian heritage. <laughs> Right. You were raised like, yeah, yeah. celebrations were around food and it's hard. And, but here's the thing, make it fun. And that's what I always do with my clients is I make, and I, I've posted a few reels of recipes I will make and stuff. And they're, you you just got to make it fun. You got to find new ways to eat. And when I eat these things, I remind myself I'm healthy. I'm going to live to be 113. I'm. I feel so much better than I've ever felt in my life, guys. Ever. Oh, that's so fun. But but that's the thing is we can all get there, but it's hard. It is hard, and you have to want the change yourself. You have to be at that position. So last last question for me: Is there a like probiotic strain or brand or something that you recommend? Because probiotics. Is it that's like something we can get over the counter, right? Like that's different than supplement stuff. Okay, that's a great question, Allie. Do not, do not, do not, anyone listening, do not buy supplements from your grocery store. Okay. Never. There are certain brands that I will recommend that I they are like any integrative doctor or integrative functional nutritionist. Um, well, we would never. I remember my doctor prescribed me or told me to get a line. There's titanium dioxide in those capsules at the grocery store to make it a white so, pill. So probiotics too? Yeah. The the capsule itself at the grocery store, the Align brand, it says uh, doctor recommended on the packaging. There's titanium dioxide in the ingredients, which is actually illegal in California because California is willing to make things illegal that we aren't. So like sodas, caramel color, that is so bad for us. Wait, but- California is what? They make a lot of things illegal and they have to put a warning on what? foods that contain it. Yes. Have you ever seen a package and you read the back of it and it's like, this is uh, not, I wouldn't say illegal, but it's like it gets a right, warning, warning label. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So like titanium dioxide is on the list and it was in that probiotic. And so here's the thing. I like, I like, um, brands and companies that are backed by like, uh, scientific evidence and scientific, uh, uh, they'll do tons of testing on it and they'll provide the testing. So like Metagen- Metagenics, uh, Claire Labs. Um, okay. There's so many out there, but like the um, the company that my other integrative person that I saw, which she recommended for my supplements is Designs for Health. Have you ever heard of that one? I haven't heard of that one. I I love it. It's all, You can only get it online from them. You can't yeah, like from buy it my, anywhere. Yeah, from yeah from them she recommended them um as like a as like a physician's assistant and that like it really it's i mean the supplements that i take have definitely been helping yeah and so the thing with probiotics is i don't think i i personally think everyone should be on some one one type of one but here's the thing so like with my testing it came back that i needed 50 billion cultures Another thing is I don't want anyone listening if they are going to start a uh, probiotic to start on a high culture that can actually, so when you start a probiotic, you can actually feel worse. That's so interesting. I always thought just like the higher number was like, no, give me more, I don't know, good bacteria or something. No, 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 no. But with testing, you can see how many like billion cultures you need. So mine was actually super high, which is 50, but I've seen people take a hundred billion and like, yes, or like a hundred million or something. And like, they didn't need that. Like there, there is such thing as too much of anything. Right. And so, um, yeah, I would, I would start with 30 for everyone. And then once you make it through that bottle, then go to 50. If you feel like, you know, you tolerated the 30 well, but some people, when they start probiotics, they can feel nauseous. They can have, they can feel gassy. They can feel constipated. And sometimes that's actually a reaction of that. You had so much bad bacteria that it's killing it off. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. How long does it take to like, and then do you, do you take, should you take the probiotic every day? Yes. And just keep taking it like a vitamin, like just take it every day. Yes. Um, another thing that, that my the other doctor told me was that sometimes it's good to switch out the probiotics. Yes. Different strains. Different so, strains. Yeah. So each probiotic, like the, like the one I take is an ultra flora, ultra flora spectrum, which has seven different strains uh, that are like, it's a pr- proprietary blend. And then like next time I might take the ultra, ultra flora balance, which has a different proprietary blend. blend. If you find a probiotic that claims to have everything, that's a lie. There's no way you're getting right. all of that. And and when you do pick a pro- probiotic, I want you to make sure that there is a uh, variety of bacteria. Sometimes probiotics are just lactobacillus or like just two strains, which won't help you. Lactobac- you Lactobac what? <laughs> Uh, you'll, you'll see it on the back. It's the one Lacto- that starts with an F. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you guys are, you know, like your brain's exploding because of all these words that we're throwing at you, you can contact contact me or Taylor on our DMs and we'll try and help you out with what you need to know. It might take us a little while because we get a lot of messages, but you can always feel free to 
Because this this yeah. episode is a lot more of like science jargon, the well, scientific stuff. And sometimes that, uh, honestly, for me, I, I just I, I go into a doctor's office and I'm like, can you tell me things like I'm a second grader? I'm not even kidding. I don't want you to use this jargon. Yeah. I want you to. I know you might have to say, look at what uh, whatever you just said, but explain what that is. Tell me what that means and what I need to do. So, and honestly, do not be afraid to talk like that to your doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> like no, when, when I when I get my results back from clients, um, it's such a it's so easy to dumb it down. But when you're talking about like like this episode's honestly hard to do because there's so much I want to say and so much I want to go over. But it's like I'm talking to the general population, so it's more of just like an advocating yes. uh, episode. I would say. Um, but no, and I, if, uh, if you sorry. see like uh, on if you go on Pinterest and you type in like gut health or something, you know, oh gosh, yeah. you could you could go down a rabbit hole. Oh, totally. I mean, I have <laughs> a whole. You guys on my highlights, I have a, a IBS gut health highlight on my um, Instagram, the Anxiety Healer, and I talk like all about this stuff too. So you guys can go there and find a lot of really good information. There. Yeah. Um, if you if you just do. Um, some Google searches too. You can even go down a rabbit hole. I just, I really recommend getting a, someone you trust and interview function. So here's the doctors I would go to. I am not just a registered dietitian. I'm a functional nutritionist dietitian. So I'm licensed, but I'm also specialized in functional nutrition. Doctors, look for a doctor that is not just a doctor, but integrative medicine. I like to look for IFM. So it's a certain, uh, certification they have to go through. And you can even go to, let me actually look this up. You can go to, um, let's see, IFM. I'm pretty sure there's a search you can do. Yeah. Okay. If you go to IFM, you can find a certified uh, doctor in your area. But the good news is, is like with- Is, um, is yeah. IFM Integrative Family Medicine- is that what it stands it's for? It's the Institute of Functional Medicine. So it's oh, the, I would say medicine. it's the best uh, label a functional doctor could have. Okay. Intern- Wait, what is it again? The, the Institute for the Institute Function- okay. for Functional Medicine, IFM.org. And on there, you could find a practitioner in your area. But the cool thing about all of this is you don't really have to physically go see the doctor, if you don't want to, like, I don't have to have clients physically come see me because you send in your stool sample and you send in your saliva and that's what, and, or urine. That's what most of these tests are. However, there is like some where you have like the uh, food one, you have to do a blood test, but now they ha- actually have the finger prick that you can send in. It's, it's all advancing so much to where you don't even have to leave your house. That is one thing that I think that is crazy for the past 15 years of this. Yeah. No one has ever asked me for a stool sample. Oh not my gosh. Of, not one of the doctors I've seen has ever asked me for a stool sample. You're lying. Isn't that crazy? No, yeah. that that's insane. That shows so much of your gut bacteria in your stool. That is like, the breakdown. I, I know. I'm like, I don't understand. And I don't even know why I didn't even think about yelling it's not at your from fault. The rooftops. Yeah. I'm like so annoyed. But now going to this new doctor, 1000% I'm going to. Oh, you go in and you say, give me every- 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, it could be life changing, Allison. Like, it's just I've I've personally gotten to see so many people's lives changed by just finding out like 
I mean, I know this one lady, she was like trying to be so healthy. And so she switched out her dairy because she heard like dairy's bad for, for you. Well, guess what? It's actually not bad for everyone. And it doesn't cause inflammation in everyone. And she actually got tests. We did testing on her and she was drinking almond milk like it was going out of style. She was actually allergic, having late reactions wow. to almond milk. And she's fine with dairy. Oh my gosh. See? <laughs> It's like we just hear all these trends. And I think that's another thing we should talk about is like you hear, especially with social media, you can get – there's so many people who think they're experts. And like you you see like they're what I eat in a day and you're like, okay, I need to do exactly that if I want to be healthy or like look like Mm -hmm. them. And so you're like consuming all these foods that could just not be for you, even if they're healthy. Yeah. Like imagine if I just ate cranberries every day. Yeah. Those, those people. Um, so I feel like I love this and I maybe want to have a part two. You guys let us yeah. know what you think. We'll maybe do a poll on our on our Instagram to see if you guys would want a part two about this where we could actually include like a Q&A maybe. Yeah. Where you, oh, guys, I love can that. Write, yes. where you guys write in questions about yeah. your gut and anxiety. That might be easier. Yeah. Um, cause I know we talked a lot about the gut today, but I'd love to talk more about the connection with anxiety too. And kind of what that looks like when that happens. Well, but- all of that imbalance leads to an imbalanced mood. Yeah. Literally all of that we said today, when any of that is imbalanced, you're going to have an imbalanced mood no matter what. Right. And that's right. why we're seeing such a skyrocketing in depression and anxiety too with yeah. young kids. Right. No, totally. Yeah. Um, so I will say that we kind of tapped into the healing tip of the week earlier when you were talking about um, checking the labels. I feel like that's a really good tip. Yeah, Go into your pantry or what fridge and look at the ingredients in your food and just check them out. Because I also was told that if you, if the more ingredients it has, like if it, ha- and, and, and the ones you can't pronounce, like if you can't pronounce them on the back and there's a lot of Throw them. It out. Yeah. That that's like mm-hmm. all chemically like just Ugh. not. So, so that's, that's the tip. Try and do that with a couple, couple things this week, maybe, but yeah, try not to be obsessive with it. You guys like be patient with yourself. I mean, for me, I know I can be obsessive with, with different foods and everything because I want to feel good. I just want my stomach to feel good and I can be so much in my head about it and like scared to eat some things. And then when I go out to dinner, I'm like, can I have this? Can I not? And I can't even be present with the people I'm with because I'm Aww. like worried if like I'm going to eat something. That's yeah. It's it's not all the time and I'm getting so much better with it, but it really can be debilitating. So I see you guys and I love you guys. And um, we're going to come back maybe with a part two because I feel like that'd be, that'd be yeah. really good with like a Q&A. I think the something. questions would be good because I really hope I – I'm yeah. kind of like thinking back to this conversation and I really hope I didn't – just word vomit everywhere and stress you out. That's not what I wanted. I'm just so passionate about you guys and just like the healing that we aren't told about every day. You know, Allie, like I feel like you and I go against the grain with things. Like oh we, yeah. we're, we're trying, we're trying yeah. to advocate and show you guys that like, you don't have to go the traditional route that you're told you have to go by your doctors. If that's not what you want, there's options. 100%. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for your expertise, Taylor. I love it. You're so <laughs> Hope it went great. well. No, it was awesome. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we hope it was helpful. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. 
Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.